Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Do you repurpose your live streams? On this episode, you're going to learn how to repurpose your live streams so that you can get more out of your live video content. We're joined by Kate Bradley Churnis, the co-founder and CEO of Lately. And on this episode, we're obviously going to talk about repurposing. We're going to talk about how you can use artificial intelligence to help you repurpose your live streams. We're going to also talk about how repurposing can help you stay top of mind on your social media channels, in your email marketing campaigns, and much more. So I'm going to say a quick hello. Hey, everyone. I'm Christian Karasevich. Uh, I'm, I'm the uh, uh, host of uh, the Launch Your Live podcast and obviously the interview series as well that we do. And we've got a great show for you. What we're doing, by the way, is we are currently streaming this out to our YouTube channel, but we also will be publishing this as a podcast episode as well in a few weeks, actually. So um, I'm going to go and bring on uh, Kate Bradley. I told you we're going to talk about repurposing. We're going to talk about her tool lately. We're going to talk about why it's important. And then obviously, I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges, at least that I see in live streaming is that a lot of people, they do a live stream and then they're off to the next live stream. They don't think about the repurposing aspect. And the thing is, you know, we're running a mile a minute. However, if we actually spend the time repurposing our content, we can actually get a lot more from it, a lot more out of our effort here, and just totally do a lot more with all of the nuggets of information that we're often sharing. So I'm going to go and bring on Kate. Kate, it's great having you join us for Launcher Live. Hey, Christian. Thank you so much. How are you? Doing fantastic. So I want to thank you for for joining us. This is what episode uh, 67 of the Launcher Live podcast. I know about you. I know uh, Jim also, you know, Jim Fuse, he also knows about you. Uh, but can you tell our viewers a little bit more about you? Who is Kate Bradley Chernis? Boy, that's always the question I wake up and wonder, <laughs> honestly. But um, on paper, I'm a recovering rock and roll DJ. So my last gig was broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM Satellite Radio. Um, on paper, it was a wild ride. I'm a re- and then I had a marketing agency and my first client was Walmart. Woo, not too bad. And um, between those two things, I somehow started this little artificial intelligent powered startup that creates content for you and helps you repurpose live streams, uh, podcasts, audio, video, also text, any kind of books or blogs that you can possibly think of. Because like you said, we put a lot of effort into creating long form content and it's super frustrating. You don't want to, you don't want it to just evaporate out to the world afterwards. You want it to um, have like a long trail of, of drip fed awesomeness. And so that's what we help you do. Fantastic. Yeah. And and that's a great point, by the way, just talking about how you're dripping content out over time. A lot of people, you know, they do a live stream and they think, hey, you know what? I'm done. Uh, they then they finish their first live stream and now they're on the schedule of their next one and their next one and their next right. one. And then they say, hey, you know what? I don't have an, they're thinking, oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, I'm always like, you know, 
being on these shows and creating all these shows. And yet, you know, if they actually take just a little bit of their time and take that one video that they've done and repurpose it, they can definitely get a lot more in uh, a lot more out of it. Um, so in terms of live streaming, we always ask our guests this question, like, when did you first get into live streaming? Right. So, and, and by the way, I wanted to just capitalize on what you said. It's exponentially more effects because butts and seats, right, from live streaming, it's hard to come by these days and, and, you know, any day really. So for me, for example, I don't really care if there's only two people watching or 20,000 because I'm going to use the content afterwards. Mm -hmm. And because I'm thinking of the content as legacy content so that it will be effective and helpful way down the line, right? That's the other thing is this mindset change, you know? Um, so, you know, for live streaming, certainly, I mean, technically I got started, I don't know how old am I now? I'm 47. So when I was, I think, 21 or 22, when I was on the radio, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. remember radio, like the original live stream? Yeah. And I was really lucky. Christian, I worked in radio where we were live. You cracked the mic every night. So you had this um, feeling of certainly terror <laughs> if you left silence on or you messed up a segue, which I did all the time. I made so many mistakes, but you, you learn by mm -hmm. making those mistakes. <clears throat> and it helped me understand obviously what live streaming is like today. I mean, I spent 12 years talking to no one, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Technically, yeah. I mean, right. But I, I was in a box where no one was. So I got really good at, um, figuring out how to connect with people I, I couldn't meet and right. what does that look like, right? And uh, streaming is very much like that because your role, as you know, you do it so well, is to make everyone feel as though even though you have the microphone, you the camera's on you, that they have a voice, that it's a two-way street, that you're welcoming them in or you're making this maybe some kind of exclusivity, inclusivity, exclusivity where they're they're in your club. Um, and so I really think about this, not only in live streaming, right, but the same ideas apply just, just over knows in marketing messaging mm -hmm. and how you're promoting your, your live stream with typing with the old keyboard, right? It's a similar idea. You have the keyboard, you have the, the microphone in that moment. How do you make people feel as though you're writing a social media post just for them, for example, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's an excellent point. And by the way, the reason we ask these questions, you know, when you first got into live streaming, it's because oftentimes you're going to notice a pattern. And for example, you know, you mentioned you've been in radio for, for quite a number of years. It literally was just a matter of you turning the camera on because you already had the personality. And we have quite mm -hmm. a few people actually that come on that, you know, their background was in radio as well. And, you know, it's just that natural progression. So, um, it, you know, we always like to make sure that our listeners and our viewers can understand that, you know, it's not like, oh, Kate just started doing live streaming yesterday. She's actually been doing it for quite a while and she knows what to look for, the things she needs to think about because it's the same concept. I mean, if you're doing radio, for example, you're broadcasting to an empty room. It's the same thing for, you know, video, for example, I'm in an office right now and there's no one else around. <laughs> and so it's getting comfortable with that camera, knowing who you're talking to, you know, and knowing um, what, how you need to act as if you have those people in front of you. Right. And reading the room, like reading the, the invisible room, so to speak. Definitely. Right? And I want to thank everybody who's tuning in. Uh, we've got people from all over the place, from Vancouver. Uh, we've got people tuning in from Colorado. Uh, it's great to uh, have you all uh, tuning in and watching. Um, so, 
I want to move into some of the meat of the conversation. So what does it mean to repurpose your live streams? I mean, obviously, I mean, I love the idea of dripping content out. I know what that means, but what does it mean uh, to repurpose your live streams? And then we have a few questions about that. Sure. I mean, I think of every piece of long form content I create, whether it's a live stream or a blog, I think of it like garlic, right? So garlic, you know, you have to work really hard to get the wrapper off, chop it up into little teeny pieces, and then even getting it off the knife can be a challenge, right? And and so I, because I work so hard to chop each little piece, I can't let one go. I got to get it all into the pan. And I feel the same way about live streams, right? As you mentioned, so much goes into creating this. There's the scheduling, there's the, you know, testing, there's the getting the questions together for the guests, the research that you have to do, and then the broadcast itself, and then the marketing of the broadcast, right? So you really want to make sure that um, you get you get the most out of the effort that you put in, because if not, it's, it's such a waste. <laughs> and that makes me crazy, right? Like I can't, it's like, you know, back to food. I was a line cook too, Christian. <laughs> so back, back in the day, um, but even just wasting food makes yeah. me totally crazy too, right? And well, you know, it's actually funny you mentioned that I actually run another uh, a digital agency called um, Social Chefs and it's built off of the fundamentals of cooking, social media. Again, there's fundamentals yeah. of social media that you learn that you apply to pretty much any campaign you're doing. Same concept sure. of food and so forth. Um, and, the, and to answer your question too, like manually, like do you want me to, I'll just walk through the manual way. There's the sure. lately way, but mm-hmm. then there's the manual way, right? So for example, you would take this podcast okay. and you would transcribe it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you would look through and to find all the cool one-liners that you or I say. Yeah. And so you take that one-liner, you know, repurposing content is like getting every piece of garlic in the pan. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe edit it a little bit. If I, if I had an um or a like or something, just take okay. that out, mm-hmm. drop a link to the full version of, of this podcast to YouTube or wherever it's, mm-hmm. it's living. And then you would cut the video clip of me saying that one-liner maybe you're going to include your reaction as well. And there's your social post. And you want to do it with as many as you can possibly get out of it. So if there's like 40 cool one-liners, you use them all. And this is the drip feed. So publish one a week, one every other week, one every three weeks Mm -hmm. on you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, where, depending on the cadence yep. of where you are. Mm-hmm. And again, you're looking for that long tail, right? We've all read mm-hmm. the book, The Long Tail. We've mm-hmm. heard about it. Yeah. This is, you know, this is how you exponentially amplify the engagement and the digestion of and the ROI of what you're creating. And obviously, I mean, so, so the way you're describing right now is it's a very complicated process. Um, if somebody wanted to, I mean, I, like when you mentioned somebody transcribing, I literally had the image of somebody writing down exactly what they were saying or typing out what they were saying versus using some of the tools to help you with that. So that makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, we talked about what it means to repurpose your content. Obviously, uh, you talked about how, you know, you can take uh, a video, podcast, et cetera, and blog posts are, you know, and you can pull out all these little snippets. You can then schedule those snippets out. Fantastic. Obviously, that takes quite a bit of time if you're doing it all manually. Um, so let's talk about uh, where, uh, sorry, who should be repurposing uh, their video content and why they should be doing that. Right. So the the why hopefully is, is clear because you're going to get so much more bang for your buck. Um, for example, Gary V, 
who you all I hopefully know who who does um you know he's been preaching the pillar method for ages so he yep. created a twitter channel that's fueled 100% by lately and nothing else and he gets a 12,000% increase in engagement and I'm not saying that to sell lately I'm just saying that to show you guys the difference between doing it and not doing it right 12,000% mm -hmm. hello you can't you know you really can't shake a stick at that no, um yeah um but then what was the first question? Sorry, I forgot. Um, no, no worries. The, the first question was, um, so who should be repurposing their content? Oh, who? And then yeah. obviously, why should somebody be repurposing? I mean, obviously, we know the answer to who is everyone should be repurposing their content. Um, it doesn't matter what industry or vertical you're in, but but really the why aspect. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the why is, is, I mean, everyone, you hopefully you have an objective, right? If you don't, you should rethink your business. <laughs> Um, but it's likely sales or, or if you're just the marketing team, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's driving leads for sales. Um, and if you're thinking about social, you can break down those very simply to either uh, reach or click, you know, so engagement or, or click, um, reshares or clicks. That's the only two objectives you possibly have on social. And so, for example, what most people do is say, check out my live stream with Kate Bradley Chernus. So, so much wrong there. First of all, no one knows who I am. So my name isn't, isn't, isn't Gary V obviously. Mm -hmm. So no one's going to, why would somebody click that? You're not giving them any reason about the content behind what we're doing here, right? What's the value for them? Mm -hmm. Check out also is a super lazy call to action. It doesn't, again, gives you no value or reason, right? If your, your goal is to click through the content. Also, there's nothing worth resharing there. People reshare ideas because then when they, when they reshare other people's ideas, they, they, they get the credit for them. They look cool or smart or whatever. So if we're resharing an idea like long form content is like putting every piece of garlic in the pan, <laughs> mm -hmm. for example, then that's, that's a quotable, right? So that's why this process we're talking about really works because it gives people um, some entry points of interest to either to, to take action in neither of the two ways I described, right? So that's the, the bigger why is to hit the objective of your company, whatever they are, right? Definitely. Drive leads, close sales. Exactly. And I, and I like how, like you just talked about how, you know, you, you have to have a goal, you know, of, of why you're going to be doing live streaming to begin with. I mean, you can't just, right. you don't want to just start live streaming, just expect, you know, it's, it, it's not the silver bullet. It's not going to just move the needle. It's the same thing with social media is going to make my business work better. No, it's going to help get the word out, but it's not necessarily going to be the end all be all to move things along. There's a lot you have to do in that process. Yeah. If, if you build it, they will come is, is a total farce. Mm -hmm. Like it's not how it works at all. In fact, I know that a lot of, um, content companies like that give people the ability to write blogs or publish yeah. um, podcasts have double digit churn because people come there. They, they don't know what to do with the content once they, once they create mm -hmm. a live stream. Right. So that's the important thing is like, you have to do something to promote it. It's my favorite thing with, this is a easy uh, metaphor. It's an old one, but not promoting your live stream is like winking in the dark. Get it. No one can see you. By no the way, can. I think that's going to be, uh, we think we're going to run that through lately, right? Because that, <laughs> that's perfect, actually. You got the perfect quote there. It'll so, grab it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when thinking about repurposing, are there certain types of live streams that, that work best for that repurposing process? 
For sure. So honestly, interviews are generally difficult, except unless you have someone like me who knows to give you those one-liners, right? Because most mm-hmm. the way most people talk is like, um, yeah, they're not really speaking clearly. Uh, they forget that not everything is visual. People listen to podcasts, even even videos. So you really have to be concise and, and think about those one-liners as the guest, right? Um, content that does super well, usually by nature, is um, webinars okay. mm-hmm. because they're, they're a how-to. And so usually there's a slide deck or something that's going to prompt someone to, to say those concise shareables, you know, right there in, in the moment. Um, any kind of how-to, you know, top tips, um, conversations around that, that's what the AI will really easily find because it's just, it's just a gimme. It's, it's right it's right there, right? So can we talk about uh, AI? So I know what AI is, you know what AI is, but our viewers, they may not know what AI or artificial intelligence is. Can you kind of just elaborate on, on what artificial intelligence is and why it really matters when it comes to repurposing? Yeah, so artificial intelligence is actual machine learning where the machine is actually um, starting to take over a little bit. Don't worry, no, nothing's really happening <laughs> in the takeover land. Um, in the world of artificial intelligence at, at large, wherever it's applied, if it was a life of a human, we're only at about two or three months old. Um, and the reason is because artificial intelligence first has to learn from a human. So it's the same way with Lately, right? So Lately instantly studies every social channel you give us access to. We look at all of your analytics and we're looking for the posts that have gotten the highest engagement for you, the, li- the likes, the reshares and the comments. And then we build a writing model based on what we learn your audience already likes, right? It's, it's already engaging with. And then when you feed us long form content, like a live stream or a podcast or, or uh, anything, any kind of video or text, we apply that writing model and we look for those one liners based on the, the words and key phrases and sentence structures we already can see getting you those wins, right? Um, and so f- for us, though, for that to work, we actually require you, the human, to go through everything that the AI produces and to contextualize it. Because the AI is pretty good, but its job is only to get you 75% of the way there. The human must get it all the way home because that's the difference. It's not one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals three. Because together, that's that magic that happens. That's why Gary gets that 12,000%, 12,000% increase in engagement, right? That's why we only use Lately and nothing else to mar- market ourselves and do all lead gen. And we have a 98% sales conversion. It's because the humans paired with the AI together are what makes the magic happen. So again, like AI is people confuse automation with AI and that's not what it is, right? It's actually taking the content forward on its own learning and then starting to, to recommend on its own based on what it's learned learning. Excellent point there. Yeah. And, um, how much time should somebody put into like, okay, so you you mentioned, you know, it does take you know, some of that human aspect there. Um, how much time should somebody really put into, um, helping get their content over that, you know, that extra 25% of the way there. Well, the more time you put in, the more you get out, right? Yeah. So <laughs> for right. me, like if I was going to auto-generate this podcast, I would put, I know that lately would probably put push out like 80 to 90 clips probably. Okay. 
I, I would spend personally an hour mm-hmm. going through that content, right? So okay. probably 20% is going to be pretty good requiring just a couple of tweaks. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another 20% I'm going to trash. And then there's 40% that's like got the idea in there okay. and it's so good. I don't want to let go of it, right? right. I can mm-hmm. see the potential there, yeah. but it needs to be contextualized. Um, and, and some of the times it's easy, right? Because I'll start a sentence talking to you conversationally. So when I thought, but that's weird to start a social post with that. So you want to go ahead and take out the so, and maybe we're talking about cooking, but, but this show is about live streaming. And so you want to contextualize it somehow (laughs) this and other wacky metaphors Mm -hmm. that you should apply to your live stream now, for example. Mm -hmm. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, so, when somebody gets into that, you know, needs to actually do that, should they do it themselves? Should they outsource that maybe to an intern or uh, what's your take there? Yeah, so we do. So I, I built um, in, in, in marketing land, there's that thing called key messaging. So mm-hmm. key messaging is what very large companies use. Mm-hmm. And it's a guide to how the writing of the brand should go generally, right? So the basic ideas, the one-liners, the things that you don't want to copy. You want to be able to copy and paste if you need to. You don't want to have to always guess like either how we spell somebody's name or, or phrases, whatever. So I, mm-hmm. I built out a series of writing rules, key messaging okay. for my team. Mm-hmm. They, they have all learned it. They apply it to the AI. So I don't have to, cause I'm doing these other okay. CEO things, right. You know, um, these are the same rules, by the way, that we teach our customers and that the AI learns from, um, as a baseline to, you know, recommend content for you because I'm good at this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and once you have that writing team, um, they're like, again, they're just doing the extra bit, not the full base baseline. Um, and then obviously you can schedule completely from lately as well, but we actually have someone who does the scheduling for us because there's an art to that too. Thinking about, right. What's the, what's the cadence? What's the vibe um, what will your audiences tolerate on different channels? Cause it's different for each channel, of course. And, and then also each, um, each voice, each brand. Right? Mm-hmm. No, definitely hundred percent. Um, obviously the scheduling aspect, I mean, it's about making sure it's the right content, making sure it's the mm-hmm. right time, making sure you don't have too much back to back content of the same topic. Um, so no, that makes, makes tons of sense. Okay. So let's talk about your tool lately. Okay. So you built this tool called lately. Um, why did you build it? You know, and then what problem does it solve for, in this case, live streamers? Yeah, so lately was kind of an accident. I mean, I, I when I was mark when I had my marketing agency, I, I built that spreadsheet system for Walmart back in the day that mm-hmm. got them 130 percent ROI okay. year over year for three mm-hmm. years. And a friend of mine knew about this, Steve Blood, and um, kept asking me about my spreadsheets because he'd never heard of anything like this before, and. And he was like, you know, we can automate your spreadsheet system and we can turn them into wireframes and um, we just need $25,000 to do this. I didn't know those words. I didn't know what he was talking about at all. And I was just like, dude, just don't touch my spreadsheets. What are you talking about? (laughs) 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 So Steve ended up taking the money out of his own pocket and bringing in my designer, now my other co-founder, Jason, and they built wireframes, which are like a blueprint for a website to show me what it would look like if, if there was software that did this for anybody, push a button and boom. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then I, 
I, I didn't under, I mean, I kind of understood, but I didn't, I didn't know what I was in for Christian, because this, there's more to it than this. It's Mm -hmm. not just building software. You had to raise money, you got to lead a team and you get punched in the face every day, which I do. And apparently I love it because I'm, (laughs) I keep getting up. Um, (laughs) But, but um, we've been, you know, lately has been around for seven years, but we've been in market for about three and a half years and in market as an AI platform only for about a year and a half um, because we kept learning what customers wanted um, and we also learned how to describe it. You know, we didn't even really, we didn't know what we had built exactly in the beginning or even what we were building. We had to listen to all of you to, to tell us and help us understand what was that real pain point? What was the value that we were providing? Excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's just, here's the thing. I, I think the great thing is that a lot of things happen by accident. So like, we don't know where we're at on that path. Um, you know, and so it is, it's pretty awesome to hear, you know, how you kind of just stumbled upon this. Um, obviously things also take time, uh, to build as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's a great product. I mean, the fact that I can put my content in and like, I can have these clips pulled out. Like a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people have been doing things the inefficient way, which is they've been doing things, you know, the, the manual process way. And there's certain things that, yeah, that works, but here's the thing. I mean, like, I like the idea of, you mentioned earlier, you could generate like 80 to 90 clips of content. And then all you have to do is go through those pieces of content and actually pull out the best ones. It's like, uh, you know, it's like going to the library and saying, you know, like if, like if the library was not organized, for example, right. (laughs) Hopefully everybody who's listening and watching knows what the library is, but like you go to a a physical library, you know, and it's like, Oh, well they have nonfiction fiction and uh, you know, kids books and um, magazines and newspapers imagine if everything was just there and you had to go find something, you'd have to go through all the different sections. And the great thing about this is I can put it into the product uh, in this case until lately, it'll spit back all the content that I need. And then all I have to do is concentrate on this one section of content. So, uh, you know, this makes it, it's a huge time saver, you know, and I know you and I got, we got connected uh, because I had actually talked about your uh, product on my own show, Social Chatter, and you all had actually taken a clip out, which was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was me talking about the product, and then you all quoted me on it, which I'm glad I gave <laughs> you guys a good quote, by the way. Um, but it was it's pretty amazing, I mean, just to see, you know, obviously how far you all have come, and obviously you. how, you know, just how good the product is and what it can actually solve. I mean, if I'm a live streamer, you know, like I said earlier, if you're just creating your live streams and you're moving on to the next one and the next and the next, the great thing about this content is, you know, if you pull out the best nuggets of content and you put them into, in this case, you put them into your scheduling tool, you're constantly putting new content out there so that you as a marketer, for example, as a small business owner, you know, as a, um, you know, a fortune 500 company, like you stay top of mind all of the time and you're not having to create the content you know, do all the manual work to chop it up, to find the best pieces or to have taken notes. You know, maybe you forgot to take notes during your stream. Uh, instead, the tool helps you do all that for you. So it's just really fantastic. Is there anything Thank else you, you. you want to add in terms of like just live streaming or repurposing content? I think that that mindset, I just want to touch on it one more time, sure. is really super important. So, you know, when you're thinking about your live stream and how to make the most of it, if you're not repurposing it, you're you're leaving money on the table, number one, right? Um, the butts and seats we talked about before, just think about how we digest content now. Sadly, people don't 
really listen to live radio anymore. And there isn't really a lot of live radio anyways. It's all it's all in the can. It's all all pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. But you listen to Spotify or Pandora. That's you know, you're binge listening at will. Same with TV. Not a lot of people watch live TV anymore. You watch Netflix, you know, and you binge watch as, at will. And marketing has been slow to catch up. But but lately is is the same idea here or, or this this idea of repurposing is give people the ability to digest your content when they want to, right? Not live in the moment, mm-hmm. but at will later. And you have to market to him, market to them in such a way so they get that. But also you have to remember that everybody's different. So some people might be interested in our chef metaphors today. <laughs> some people might be really interested to know that I'm a female entrepreneur and that only 2.7% of all female entrepreneurs get funding and how in the hell have I built an AI company despite that crazy hurdle, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe people are really interested in the idea of, of creative writing um, as applied to um, social media and, and how <laughs> the lawlessness of, of rule breaking and fiction writing, you know, c- kind of works in that arena. So when you're pulling out the quotes, each one that lately finds for you is, is designed to access these different audiences, right? And to surprise you because what your customers value is very often not what people think. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point, actually. And I, I want to just highlight a couple of quick comments that we have here. Um, so Chris Bro here was mentioning, uh, by the way, Hi, those Chris. of you listening, uh, you know, Chris is um, commenting on our uh, YouTube video, but dust off that content. Why just have it sit there doing nothing? And that is an excellent point. I mean, uh, people think like, oh, they think they need to create all this new content. And it's not about creating new content. It's about squeezing as much juice as you possibly, maybe that's more like a towel, but like squeezing as much juice as you possibly can out of that piece of content that you published. And it it could be a quote, for example, you know, it could be uh, one-liners. It also forces you, if you think about it, to be smarter with how you're creating content. Because as you mentioned, like if you know what kind of sort of one-liners that you want to be able to pull out, if you think about your content ahead of time and you plan it out, you have those one-liners already positioned mm-hmm. versus, oh, hey, it's it's just a sporadic one-liner that just happened to like, you know, make its way into my content versus I know that I dropped four or five really good pieces into that content and I did it deliberately. So mm-hmm. uh, excellent uh, comment from Chris there. And also, I mean, just talking about, you know, how much time we spend making content. I mean, it's not, we're not <laughs> writing a blog post in like 30 minutes. It takes, you know, a couple of hours. hours. It's yeah. like you write the content, you got to get your thoughts down. You got to then, you know, again, you're, I'm going to use the food, uh, uh, the food example here and the analogy as well. Like you're, you're basically, you know, like let's say it's coffee, for example, you're distilling coffee or even juice, you know, through a strainer and you're removing, you're extracting all of the first layer and you're getting the juice. And then you might even run it another time because you want the purest form Right. And it's the same thing for content. You want to make sure you're making the best piece of content. And it's, so it takes multiple passes to get that. And obviously you don't want to just sit there because that's really just a waste of time at that point. I mean, you worked hard for that. I mean, so. exactly. <laughs> this has been awesome, by the way. I, I hope you've had a good time Thanks, uh, joining yeah. us. So for sure. I've got one last question for you. And, and this is a super simple question. It's really, where can people connect with Kate Bradley Trinis? 
So easy. You can get me at uh, Kate at Lately.ai, of course. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, hopefully one of my teammates will drop my LinkedIn link in the uh, YouTube chat there. But uh, I think I'm LinkedIn.KateBradley or Kate Bradley Turnus, one of them. I can't remember which one now. That's what happens when you get married. You can't remember where you've used both your names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really friendly. And we're at Lately.ai everywhere. One thing folks should know is we intentionally really get to know our customers and our potential customers. And some people are allergic to that Christian mm -hmm. and, you know, sorry, you got to spend time with us because uh, we want to spend time with you. That's how we roll. It helps us learn. And also uh, it helps us just be um, better, better humans. You know, we talked about before how important the human is in the automation process and the AI process. And we walk and talk that not only in how the product works, but in how our sales process and, and customer service process works as well. Fantastic. Yeah. And, um, hundred percent agree with you. You know, you want to get to know your customer and it may seem awkward, I think, to the customer because the customer is not used to all of this one-on-one yeah. -on -one attention. They're used to the, you know, oh, I, I made a purchase from somebody. Oh, I'm never going to hear from that company. And you all <laughs> of a sudden hear from them and you're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, so I, I love the approach. And again, I mean, like you said, you, you can learn from your customers and you should always be listening to your customers, whether it's, you know, when you're trying to launch a product or if you already have like if you're just a business that has a blog, for example, that's, you know, that's your business, get to know your customers because that's going to help with the content creation as well. The more you know about your customers, the more you're going to be able uh, to produce the content that those customers are going to want to hear. So I want to thank Kate for joining us uh, for um, episode 67 of the Launcher Live podcast, uh, where we discussed tips to help you repurpose your live streams with our guest, Kate Bradley Chernis from Lately AI. So remember, if you need help with your live streams, contact us for consultation by messaging us. We're uh, on our Facebook page at Launcher Live on all of our social media channels at Launcher Live as well. But for more information on this episode, just go to launcher.live forward slash EP67. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot for watching and for listening. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.